Well, it's time for the Wellness Hour with the pad. This week we have a packed show for you. We travel to St. Teresa's nursing home for another episode of Away in a Home, where we have the Zimmer Frame Challenge where Mark Shannon takes on pad aisle. We visit Willie Malumby in our mindfulness section. He tells us all about his new children's well-being book he has just written. We have some new music from the acoustic room. We visit Dr. Fintan O'Brien in the waiting room. We have a new uh, section here with our vet, Cahill Devaney, and much, much more. It's Away in a Home, where we visit a nursing home close to us. And of course, we're back with St. Teresa's nursing home. We're here to visit Martin Shannon, where Martin takes on the Zimmer Frame Challenge with Pad Isle. He races him to the toilet. We've been looking forward to this. Well, we're here now at uh, St. Teresa's nursing home. We're out in the corridor here. Uh, we have the two boys lined up. It took us a bit of a while to get them out here. But we have in front of me here, Martin Shanahan. And uh, Martin will be the older gent, but uh, lively oh, enough in his own way. And he's taken on Pad Isle, a much younger man here <laughs> today. But uh, he, I know where my money's lying anyway. <laughs> um, the boys are going to race each other to the toilet. The toilet is just it's about four doors down there on the right hand side. And they're kind of warming themselves up. How are you feeling, Martin, at the moment? Moment. How did you know my name? As we all know you, Martin. <laughs> oh, he's a little flyer, Martin. Of course, we have Pat Dyle there taking him on. Uh, how are you feeling, Pat, today? Oh, I, I'm I'm feeling fine. Yeah, nurse gave me a wash this morning, so I, I feel in I feel in lively enough. Like I two stints done during the week there, so they give you a great old boost of energy. But I don't really feel like going to the toilet, and I, I don't feel like going yet. Yeah, well, Pa, you don't have to go to the toilet when you get down there. You can just have to get to the toilet. That's all it is. Okay, listen, we have the two lads lining up here. Lads, could someone shut the door back there? There's someone mourning. Jesus, Mary and Joss. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, just keep it quiet for a while, though. We're trying to, get, trying to get the race started. So the two lads are lining up here. As I said to you, Pal, you don't have to go to the toilet. Just get to the toilet. And Martin, you just you just shoot off there and, and you'll be flying it. So, lads, here we're going to go with the start of the race here. Uh, three, two... And they're off! Mother God. Oh, Jesus. Is he all right? Is he all right? Is he... Uh, Pad Isle is after hitting the ground. He must have got a fright there from the, the gun. Um, but uh, Martin, Martin Shannon's still going. Is he, lads, is he all right? Just a, is he have to get in a heart attack or something? Is it? What? I, should you pick him up? Can I go to the toilet? What? Yeah, yeah, Martin, just, yeah, toilet. For, for four or five doors down, just keep going. I want to go now. Lads, will someone shut that door? Jesus, she's starting to deny me now. What? Yeah, yeah, go, go, go now. Go, keep going. Lads, is he all right? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Can I, can I go now? Yeah, go, yeah, will you go? Keep going, will you? Is, lads, is he all right? I'm, I'm fine what? now. I'm fine, I'm fine he's now. Starting, he's okay. coming around a bit, is I'm he? All, I'm all right. Good, I'm good, good. Where are we going? Oh, okay. I see him now. Yeah, he, he's all, yeah. We can announce now. Pad Island's back in the race. He's after picking himself up there, and he's looking a bit fresh there. He just got a bit of a shock, I suppose. Oh. He's all right. There's no oh. fear. He's a bit of clay in his eyes. Oh. <laughs> He's playing it again now. And I'll tell you now, he's picking up a bit of pace. He's, he's, he's starting oh. to catch up on Martin. Martin, you want to watch out there behind you? <laughs> oh, that's me finished. 
I'm going back to bed. Oh my god, he's after going down again. Oh, for God's sake, lad, Pet Isle is after hitting the ground. What's your. Ah, Matt, you're after pissing all over the floor. Look at the state of the place. Mother of Jesus Christ. Ah, shall look. Just any wonder he's after hopping himself. And that that one is. Jesus Christ, she's that done eye me now. If I just go down and shut the door myself. Well, that was away in a home at St. Teresa's there with uh, the lads, Martin Shannon and Pad Isle. Little bit disappointing. We were hoping there that it might get a bit further down the line, but sure, you never know with old people, they're funny. And uh, sure, we had a good old time there. Tune in next week when we're going to have another challenge, one less stressful for the lads. Next week we're going to do not the long puck, but the long suck. Hello, And now... With the pair, it's time for the Tot of the Week. This one's going out for all ye tinkers out there. And you have to love the tinkers. So, I have it handed to me. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely. This week's Tot of the Week. Turn down the music, Kathleen, there, please. This week's Tot of the Week. I go, I just, if it reads right to me. Take time due to wash makes your whole happy. I'll just read this. Is, 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 is that? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, take time to do what makes your whole happy. Now, you've had it. That's the thought of the week. I suppose it's an interesting thought. Um, yeah, I suppose it, 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 it does make sense, I suppose, if you're to think about it. Uh, people are more conscious of what they eat, I suppose. And I suppose if... if uh, if you eat well, uh, it it has to go somewhere, you see. And uh, roughage, I suppose, get it out. And it cleanses you internally, uh, I suppose, is I suppose is what mindfulness and well-being is all about, is, is being happier with yourself by making your whole happy. Um, I think, sorry, what's... That's the one you gave me, no? She's after give me another piece of paper. Oh, sorry. There seems to be a bit of a typo here. Take time. This is the real one now. Take time do to what makes your soul happy. Soul. Thanks. I would have cared. Well, if you think I'm whispering, you'd be right. Because it's that time of the week again when we visit... Willie Malumbi in the mindfulness and well-being moment in this show. This is a time when we like people to sit back and relax and take a couple of nuggets of wisdom from a wonderful man who's been through an awful lot in his life but has turned it all around to help others. Well, uh, we're here uh, again outside Willie Malumbi's house. I was talking to him during the week. He's in great form at the moment, actually. He's a great character. Uh, very funny man when you get talking to him. Uh, he's very excited at the moment. He's telling me uh, about a new book he's writing at the moment, actually. Just arriving at the gate there. Let's get in. Oh, my God. Is that heavy old York? So he was telling me, yeah, he's very excited um, about a new book he's after writing. Uh, it's a children's book, and I suppose it deals with a topic, I suppose he had a very dark time in his own life, he said, it was when he was a child, it was a, 
lot of uh, lot of upset in the house and a lot of problems financially, I suppose, is what he said. And it's a very hard thing for children to cope with and to deal. So Willie himself has uh, written a book, and it's a very funny little book. And he said he'd taken a lot from his own childhood uh, when he was a youngster. And uh, I suppose when he said the effect uh, financial constraints had, uh, uh, you know, that were affecting adults, but the effect it had on children often goes without being addressed. And certainly when he was a youngster, he found it uh, difficult at times. He said he knew when his own mother uh, was upset about... um, uh, financial uh, things in his uh, in his family. Well, at least that's what he said he, he thought it was. And he said as a youngster himself and his younger brother too would be often in bed. And he could hear his mother in the room next door. He, as he said himself, very upset uh, over the financials. At least that's what he thought it was anyway. Uh, situation. And he could hear her in the room next door uh, odd nights. And it frightened him, he said. And he said he'd love now just to write a book about... Uh, his own experiences and maybe it might help other children uh, about uh, the upset that finances can cause in one's house and the book is entitled Is That Mammy Moaning? and uh, I'd love to talk to Willie about it now so we're at the door here and I'll just see if he, he if he's in it's a lovely setting here we're here before a small beautiful cottage here at the bottom of the Cumberland Mountains uh, the Galtie Mountains, I said, should say, actually. <laughs> the Galtie Mountains, a beautiful view. You can see Galtie Moor over there. I just, uh, just see if he's... Hello? Hello, Willie? Oh, is he? He's after sleep. I'm only at the door now. I just can see he's after going into the room next door. I say, maybe he didn't hear me there. Willie? Hello, Fuck Willie? Off. Oh, Fuck he's, off, he's, he's, No. He's not. He doesn't look. He's not in great uh, shape today. I think. Uh, hello, Willie. Can I can I come in? No. Fuck yeah. off! He's after throwing something. Yeah, he's he he looks like he's under under a little bit of pressure. Maybe we didn't call it a good time. Hello, Willie. Willie, will I call someone? No, Will, Willie, will I call the guard? Yeah, I, I think I. Do you know what? I think I'll, I'll call back another time. Well, that was disappointing. A lovely man, William Malumby, and uh, just unfortunate there we seem to catch him in an off time. But looking forward to next week. I know uh, the lads are heading out to him next week on the allotment there, where he's going to talk about vegetables and growing vegetables and how they can turn people around. Never went, Joe. So that brings us on to our next item, which is one I look forward to every week. A bit of music there to break things up a little bit uh, in the acoustic room. And this week we've uh, a local man again. I think he's singing a song here. What's he singing? Have I got it? Have I have it written down here somewhere? Oh yeah, he's singing a song about a young fella learning how to play the fiddle, the fiddle diddle diddle song. I think it is. But sure, look, we'll let you hear it there and enjoy it, lads. And we'll see you in a while. Hello there, this is a lovely song called The Fiddling Song and it goes something like this. Ah, when I was a boy of seventeen and my body turned out all queer And my face broke out in a heap of spots and I started sprouting hair 
Well, I locked myself in my room at night and I turned the lights down low and lost all interest in girls at the time and this is what I do, you know. I go fiddle with me doodle idle doodle idle da, fiddle da, diddle doodle idle doodle da. I fiddle with me doodle idle doodle idle da, fiddle da, doodle idle da. Ah, well then, me uncle Dan, come along, he said, how are you getting along? I said, I don't know what I'm doing, if I'm doing it right, Dan, I think I'm doing it wrong. He said, let me see what you're doing, son, I've been at a while, you know. Why don't we get out hours together, and we'll both give it a go. And we went fiddling with our doodle-daddle-doodle-daddle-da, fiddle-da, doodle-daddle-doodle-da. Fiddle with our doodle-daddle-doodle-daddle-da, fiddle-da, doodle-daddle-da. Ah, well then, Father Ryan came along, he said, how are you doing, me son? I said, I don't know what I'm doing, if I'm doing it right, Father, I think I'm holding it wrong. He said, I think you're going too fast, me son, watch me and take your time. And when you get the rhythm right, yours can be like mine. He went fiddling with his doodle-daddle-doodle-daddle-da, fiddle-da, doodle-daddle-doodle-da. If he do with his doodle-daddle-doodle-daddle-da, fiddle-da, doodle-daddle-da. Oh, well then I got the hang of it, I was determined to give it a go. I was mad about a girl in the county player and I had to see her, you know. Well, I travelled all the way to Ennis, but I bumped into her man. We both got out our fiddles that night and we did it there at the flat. We went fiddling with her doodle-day, doodle-day-la, fiddle-day-da, doodle-day-da-da. We fiddled with her doodle-day-da-da, fiddle-day-da, doodle-day-da. Fiddle away, lads, fiddle with your doodle-day, doodle-day-da, fiddle-day-da, doodle-day-da-da. We fiddled with her doodle-day-da-da, fiddle-day-da, well, wasn't that catchy? I don't know about you, but I found myself fiddling away there uh, listening to that. Uh, Jay, it was lovely. That was a lovely piece of music now. But up next, it's our weekly visit to the countryside. As Joe Duffy would say, that place outside of Dublin. Well, isn't it lovely here? We're down at the butt of the Cumberland Mountains here and we're dropping in. Uh, this is our country section here. And we're dropping into a, a farmer here uh, by the name of Ger a beef farmer all his life. And uh, he's. Uh, we're just here to ask him about the state of beef farming in Ireland at the moment. Well, Pear, how are you keeping it? Come on, 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 come yeah, but you should look, should I miss it all here all my life? I've been beef farming here, should I, I inherited the farm off my father, Dr. Mercian. Uh, he, in, he in turn inherited off his father, uh, God bless him, uh, and then uh, God bless her as well, and the two of them. They built it up over the years, and I suppose they had the good times, the, the good times of beef farming when they had it. But sure, it's gone, it's gone to Joshua, sure, there's nothing in it now, sure. And uh, I just, I think this just it's a time for change, really, to get out of it. Uh, because I can't see a future for my own children in beef famine at the moment. So I asked Ger, what, what is diversity the new thing and where does he, where does he see himself going? What is his plan for the future? 
Well, I suppose you have to diversify, Pat. That's the thing, you see, you know. And I'll tell you now exactly where I first got the idea for this. I was in uh, on the tractor protest in Dublin there, and uh, I spent overnight in Stephen's Green there. I slept in the tractor in the back of it. We was pulling the muck spreader there, one of the Abbey ones there behind me. And uh, I was I, I had to go for a bite to eat. But yes, I went down to a restaurant there, and I couldn't tell her what the name of it was. I just they were all eating avocados. Everybody there was talking into him, and I, I hadn't seen him now. We wouldn't get him. I, maybe they'd get him in Clanmel. Clanmel is a bigger shop in town, uh, or Carrigan Shield, but not locally here. We wouldn't. I'd never seen a navigator. But yes, they were all eating him. And it got me thinking, that's the way to go. Uh, uh, and I won't be too too hard to see the back of some of these. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Right, she's after getting a bit feisty dinner. Uh, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the back. I wouldn't be too sad to see the back of them. And that's my plan for the future now: is to get into avocado farming. Avocado farming. And is there? Uh, how much research have you done on that, Jill? Well, I, I suppose uh, research. I, I was, well, I was in Dublin for two nights. And uh, just as everyone was eating them, and I'd never seen anyone uh, eating them more, more than you'd see fellas eating tomatoes, and there's no go for them around here, really. Uh, but just there's an awful go for them. So I, I'd looked up online, all right, and I wish I couldn't be better here in the Cumberland Mountains on the edge of it here for us. Um, we have everything here, sure, on our doorstep. Yeah, but uh, I suppose there's the ethical question, too, about uh, avocado farming, and, you know, uh, that is something that has come up recently. How would you feel about that? People go on about these things too much, I think. You know, Jesus, that young one over in Sweden and what have you. You know, you'll have to be broke listening to him. They're giving out, I suppose, water. Uh, like, you know, the, the Mexico and places like that in California. It should be Jesus. We've no end of water here in the Cumberland Mountains. Jesus, we're sick of it. We're, we're, we're rising them, coming up me wellies. You know what I mean? So, Jesus, I don't see a problem with that. And should it, the miles, should we're only travelling down the road with him? I think, well, no, we'll be fine. I'm very happy with him. Well, there you have it. Jeff Fahey getting into avocado farming on the butt of the Cumberland Mountains. We're looking forward to following his progress every week. And next week he goes to the mart to get rid of his health. Well, um, pa. So, off it is to the surgery, the veterinary surgery, to visit Cahill Devaney, our local vet, who's going to talk to us each week about all things big and small. This week we're talking about Bichon freezes and how to treat them. Hello, Carl Devaney here. And I'd like to talk this week about the Bichon Frise, that lovely little white, fluffy little ball of fur that brings so much fun and happiness to little boys and girls all over the world. The Bichon Frise, you'll see, is a small little white, fluffy dog, very well-mannered. That's why they're so good uh, with children. Uh, They have high energy levels, uh, very playful and affectionate, making them Absolutely the ideal pet. Bichons are prone to sudden bursts of energy which are accompanied by frantic running and little bit of growling but it's very, very cute. Absolutely lovely. That's why so many little girls fall in love. Now, the one thing about the Bichon is what we're going to uh, talk about here today is the grooming of that lovely little ball of fur. Uh, they have a, a very interesting hair type. It's fluffy and it's kind of made up of two layers, so it has to be constantly groomed and, and, and combed. And, but that's what makes them very attractive pet for little girls all over the world. And the daily cost care of a Bichon is very, very little. They take a small bit of food, uh, not that much. The breed is 
known to have high energy levels and requires regular exercise to stay fit. And they do say the one thing about the Bichon, they're subject to... You have to kind of get them to socialise at a very, very early age. Uh, because if they don't, they can get a little bit snappy. This week, we're going to show you how to groom a Bichon Frieze. And we have a lovely little fella coming into us. Margaret Cantwell has been very good to give us her little fella, Cecil. Could you just open the door there now and bring Cecil in? Oh, there we go. Lovely little fella. How are you, Cecil? Oh, a bit of a feisty little devil. Uh, they can, as I said, they can be a little snappy and a bit excited, especially when they're coming uh, into the surgery like this for the first time. But if you, if you, if this is how you pick them up. Just put your hand underneath uh, the belly of... Oh, Jesus! Come, come, let go, let go! Come, let, let, Jesus, he's come! Get up! Get up! Oh, 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 Gone right in. Oh, oh little bastard. Well, wasn't that lovely? Uh, feisty little fella there, Cecil, uh, but there's no doubt about it. Uh, Carl seemed to be in control of everything there at all times. And uh, what a, a great man there, Carl the Vet. And he reminds me of a little fella like that at home. <laughs> a little feisty fella. My fella now at home, the guy's thing about him. Every time the doorbell rings, he thinks it's for him. <laughs> he barks away like mad. Uh, but looking forward to next week. Uh, what are we doing there, lads, with Carl this week? It was written down there. Look, we're doing something with him there. I think he's he's going uh, looking at training dogs or something there. Something more enjoyable again. But up next, it's our weekly visit to the doctor. And who else but Dr. Fintan O'Brien and God not Kerry's A&E. And it's our weekly trip to the waiting room to see what he has in store for us this week. He's uh, going to do, I think, a procedure on himself uh, this week. And I think it's Veruca. We'll hand you over now to the careful hands of Dr. Fintan O'Brien. Hello, Dr. Fintan O'Brien here, and uh, this week I'd like to talk to you about Vrokas, uh, or Warts, is what it's often people call them there. Or the, the, it's, well, it's a kind of a cut of a what? But a Veruca be there in the butt of your foot there on an awful awkward joke, Jesus, if a fella was farming had to wear a pair of rubber boots and that Jesus cut the, the toes off him. You'll be hard pressed to even get into a well if I've seen him very bad now, some of the lads here around North Kerry. So, what we'd like to do here, I think it's a procedure that can be a very simple procedure. You could do it on yourself and take take away, save you an awful lot of money and time coming into the hospital here. We have people in this hospital here, they have no business being here at all, you couldn't talk to them. So what we're doing is I'm trying to encourage people to do a procedure at home on their own. Now, there's various different types of procedures you could do and the aim of all treatments is, to be honest with you, is to remove the wart 
without his returning, without want the feckle to come back, you know. So there's two kind of basic treatments there. There's a cartridge where the tissue is removed by scraping. And that jazz is that that can be a sore enough old thing, but if you know if you know a bit of a chisel or something at home, you can go ahead there. Cartry is the other way, lads. That's where the tissue is destroyed by burning using an instrument or an electric current. Now I had a pair of jump leads there in an old tractor I tried it on a fellow one day. I just he got a fair old lift now, so I wouldn't advise you to do that either. That's probably the I think the safest way about removing a wart like that is you're, you're, you're just a small incision and uh, it's probably the easiest way to do and that's what I'm going to do now on myself here today Right, the first thing I'll do now is if you were to come into me in the end and we were to do a procedure on you we'd numb up the area around where we're going to make the incision Now, the cheapest way to do it lads because that, that could cost you a fortune injection you know. The cheapest way to do it if you ever got a slap for holy there, or a, a stick, or a, a leather in school, because you feel nothing in the hand for about a half an hour after you go home for your dinner, you wouldn't be able to eat off the plate. Now, I think the best way to do it, if you just get the area on the... Now, the problem here, I'll say, on, the fluke is on the sole of the feet, right? So I can't get a good swing at that with the holy. I brought in uh, my neighbour's child, Connor. He plays with man, Connor. Come over here beside me, Connor. Come over here. Pull out, just pull in there to one side now. I'll be with you. I brought Connor in here to do is to hit me a flake on the boss of the foot. I just hold the foot up there now, Connor. Just yeah, just what you do, Connor. Now when I give you, I call your name, Connor, and you hit that a flake. So what I'll do is is when Connor. Oh, Jesus, Connor! One second. Oh, wait, Connor. Just wait a minute. Just wait till I call you now. I'm just talking, lads. Here. So. Oh, that was so what we'll do is you see, you'd want to hit it a few times, and I can't reach around. That's why I have Connor here. Ah, Connor! Oh my god! Oh good man, good man, Connor, that's that's great. You're you're doing well, it's just I'm just not ready for Oh mother of God. He's a, he's a fine big young fella for his age. He plays at under sixteens there. And uh I'd say we're nearly, still enough enough. What I was saying to you is, I'll get Connor to... Ah, Jesus, Connor! Oh, 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 that's so... Oh, I can feel nothing now. Okay, someone take that stick off that young fella, or I'll beat you myself. Get out of it! Oh, my God, that's numb now. That cost me nothing. That cost me nothing now. Now, now, well, it's in a numb state. I'm going to make an incision. But if you're worried about the carpet being destroyed or a bit of blood or anything trickling down there, why the cheapest way to do it, if you've got a child's nappy and taped it to the, the sole of your foot there, and uh, oh, oh sweet Jesus, and that'll catch any blood that's trickling away. I'm going to make a small incision now. I just and the foot up there, and I just I just make a small incision around the top of it. Oh, oh. Well, that's where we left Dr. Fintan O'Brien in the waiting room. Of course, we were lucky there was a nurse on hand there to look after him. Uh, he'll be all right. And he'll be back next week with us when he's doing Veruca. Uh, Veru- no, we did them. We just did the Verucas. He'll be showing us how to put back in a dislocated shoulder. So we'll be looking forward to that uh, in the waiting room next week with Dr. Fintan O'Brien. Well, look there. Well... 
hope you enjoyed that now, the wellness hour with the pa. Come back to us next week when we'll be visiting Willie Malumby there and we'll be talking to Willie, I think, about the allotment where he'll be going talking about vegetables and how they can bring people out of themselves. Dr. Fintan O'Brien, of course, will be dislocating his shoulder. We'll be walking the land with the avocado farmer man there. Jer looking at his last trip to the mat. And we'll have the thought of the week and much, much more. And uh, that's been the Wellness Hour, which is only 28 minutes. So now you've 32 minutes to yourselves. Enjoy. Hello, Pat.